BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. See what here. happens when you ask questions? I'm just a boy standing in front of his friends hoping for forgiveness for a terrible mistake I've just made. Oh, uh, you had me at hello. <laughs> uh, are we going to talk about shit? Or are we just going to... Yeah, we are. You guys ready? Play me yeah, let's, yeah, do, let's do, do this. Let's do it. Do let's light this candle. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, right the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online and the Genreverse Podcast Network. Apparently, also sociology. Can we get like an edu at the end of our podcast URLs? I feel like I feel like we're there. We right? should. I feel like we should, we should diversify. We should our diversify our, our our gender uh, demographics before we do that, though. Nah, I'm good. Get on that. <laughs> we're 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 preaching where we need where we are. We're like we are where we need to be. Right. Preaching. We can mass. call it the mansplainers. I like the Latastic Four. I just I like the Latastic Four. I think, I think it just works. I mean, but Even that's, that's specific. That's that's not specific to sociology. Latastic Four. Yeah, Doctor Latastic Four. <laughs> okay. Doctor. 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 I mean, doctor. Reed Richards isn't a Fantastic Four. He doesn't really seem to like draw flack from having a weird superhero name. I'm really confused by where this conversation has gone. I, I think I think we were off the mark. Doctor Richard, we've missed Doctor Jammer. Missed the spine. We've already got the doctor. Danny, I feel like this conversation, this conversation, this conversation is Rainbow Road, and I've driven off the edge many times already. I think we're you done. You can't see me. I'm going to be this the conversation. Woman. You can't see me. Over. Done. There's a segue there. There's a segue there somewhere. I can't remember what we're talking about. What? I always know what we're talking about. And on this show, we're going to be talking about <laughs> we're going to be talking about Uncharted, which stars Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. Currently sitting at a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.8% out of 10. I'm sorry, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb and a 47% on Metacritic. No audience score as of yet because it only drops today. Is not IMDb um, audience score? 
technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only people who review it, right? They don't have critics. You know what? I've never looked at that. Let's see. I think that's the case. It's just what people, but people can review it without <laughs> seeing it, obviously. It's people who so didn't see it are like, not my Nathan that. Drake. Hmm? Was that Why would we? Not my Nathan, we have a bunch of not my Nathan Drakers mudding the waters of the IMDb score. I, I think the reason why I usually do is because oddly enough, sometimes it does line up with um, popular thoughts and opinions. But you're right. It often is way ahead of what it should be because people haven't seen it. So you know what? That's a good point. We're dropping it. Like you're, done, right? you're done. Anything else? I think we're good. No, we're right. also going to discuss down. Peacemaker. Just to let them know off top. So we're going to be talking about, um, we got a bunch of Super Bowl trailers. So we're going to be talking about a couple of those. Peacemaker ended this week. We're going to be talking about that all in a lead up to discussing Uncharted to see if we think it's as bad as the other critics do. Is it a 40%? I don't know. We'll find out what Nick, Danny, and I think. You guys ready? Yeah. Did you guys watch the Super Bowl? No. I watched part of it. We had a friend over. We kind of had on and off, and we transitioned to random shit. But then we watched the last quarter, which was quite a delightful quarter. I actually enjoyed that game, like what I saw of it. It was fun to watch. You know, that's always great. I just made sure to catch all the trailers. I couldn't remember who won or who played, but, you know, it was fun either way. Someone from LA won. It was that one team okay. with the jersey and the helmets. Oh, um, Rams. Rams. You know, Nick, I think what you just brought up is kind of the reason why I just don't watch it anymore. There was a period of time where I will watch it for the game. Then I just watch it for the commercials. Now, with the way the internet in the world is, I don't even need to do that. Like, there was a point in time where they were releasing a bunch of ads before the Super Bowl yeah. happened that were going to be yeah. Super Bowl spots. So now I'm just like, there's just a waste of time. Plus, like, it's such a waste of time. They always have the extended trailer hit online. Yeah. Even the extended ads. Like, there's a much longer version of the Larry David ad, which is way better. Like, they spend about, like, 20 seconds in every time period rather than, like, giving him a line in every time period. Yeah. And I don't think like the same thing said- guy as well. Yeah, and uh, Dr. Evil is a longer version online. Yeah. I definitely thought you said extended dads for a second, and I was like, what the fuck is an extended dad? You don't want to know. I know. <laughs> the father way past his prime. Okay. Oh, okay. That was a, a nice G-rated version. Oh, that's fine. Anyway. Oh, God. I didn't even go there. Ugh. Anyway. Ah, we got, was, we got yeah, trailers. Very clearly. We got trailers for lots of things, but the things that we mostly care about are superhero stuff, plus Jordan Peele's next film, Nope. So we've got Doctor Strange, Moon Knight, and Nope. Which would you all like to tackle first? I can tell you that Nope will probably Let's be tackle classes. Nope. Nope. Let's t- okay. no, is it? Okay. Fa- fastest right, I to discuss? I guess it I guess. Yeah, because we really don't know. I also think it was on. the best trailer. I think the trailer was fucking awesome. It looks so good. I was really impressed. Okay, Jammer, jump jump it. Just just jump in there. Tell me. Tell me why. Jump right into it. Let's go. Uh, It was just, it almost made me wish, and I guess it kind of isn't fully going to horror thing, but like it just made me wish that I can't wait for Jordan Peele to venture outside of horror. Obviously, I like the horror elements, but I feel like there's just something about this that felt like, oh, I kind of want to see what this is like without that that horror slant to it. Sure. I can go the supernatural, but less of a horror slant to it would, would be pretty cool because 
the way the film was just made, the way like the the shots were laid out, the way you know the characters interacted, I just thought it was really engaging. And I did not, for the life of me, know that that first film was a black man on a horse. I thought it was just a white man. I don't know. I never noticed that. That also blew my mind. So I learned something today. Uh, but you went yeah, to I film school, just, and they were just like, "Now I went to film that. school." No, we, I saw it. I just, in my head. No, no, we're, we're skipping like what it is. Like, yeah, we're, we're just going to move on past what that is. We're going to move on. And there's a man, his face is, is whited out. So we'll go ahead and just move on from there. It's not important to history. Um, no, but it was, I like, I like it whenever it kind of got, like, because it involved film on some level and just the way it felt, I got some mild sort of uh, Edgar Wright, Tarantino, and I forget the name of the other guy. What's the Drew Goddard vibes from it? Just the way it felt. And it just made me want him to dive more into sort of film history from a different perspective, minus the horror element. Just because I would be interested to see his movie based on that. Just to be clear, you're saying out of horror into what? Sci-fi or just like no super, like none of that stuff? Uh, Either sci-fi or no, none of that. Either one. Okay. Because horror is admittedly not my favorite genre. Um, it's like, I, I'll watch it if it's good, but it's not my favorite. So I almost wanted to see, want to see him venture outside of that into either straight sci-fi or into none, into just more standard fiction. What about, if you want to call it? More of a, it's similar to Get Out, but not as good. Like, uh, sorry. Or well, uh, what maybe is even it? like an, almost even like an Adam McKay feel as well. well I can see him going back out as well. That yeah. The Keith Seinfeld movie. Uh, the one where oh, he has the you. white uh, voice. Thank you and for... It's just like, or don't, thank sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, yeah where it's like you. very surreal, like surreal. And I, I can see that too. Ways, yeah, like, and, but still, you know, political, I mean, uh, racial political. commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyways, I thought it looked really good. This is actually might be the most engaging trailer that I've seen from any of his movies for me personally. I, uh, like I, that, that person getting life. that person getting pulled out like by the freaking spaceship looks so cool i'm like Kiki oh my Palmer. god i can't wait i think the people i love five on it would disagree with you and i think that, uh, <laughs> us is probably his most engaging trailer but that's neither here nor there danny and or nick what do you guys think i liked it a lot um i, I only watched it once because they're just you know it's a pretty mysterious trailer as far as he's not showing his full hand he's keeping his cards close to his vest but uh but uh i did <laughs> this is more of a commentary on like uh, the the opening scene where they're shooting a movie and she's well, wearing a green shirt in front of the green screen i was like that's gonna be hard to fucking do special effects on whoever's working on that film that was one of my main thoughts Wait, Jonesy, <laughs> why are we i enjoyed laughing? it why are we laughing at nick just now I remember a commentary that Nick has made about that specific phrase as it relates to yeah. the Dark Knight. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Yeah, that's like oh, two different you're characters. Talking about say how it. Two different characters said something. Never like, how, why is he why is he referencing that when he didn't hear that other person say it? Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah. the, the writer just liked that line. So normally I wouldn't write if I was writing, I wouldn't write the same exact phrase for two different characters. We don't see each other say it. It's a minor complaint, but that's something I always <laughs> like Mitchell's versus the machines, but always bothers me. Oh my god, god. damn it. 
<laughs> Danny, what did you think of Nope? <laughs> uh, I don't think I de- I <laughs> excuse me, I don't think I went that far into into my uh, um, analysis of it, other than the fact that I really enjoyed it. And to me, when Jamma was listing off those directors, uh, filmmakers that he was kind of getting the vibes from, when I was watching it, I was pleased that it looked like it wasn't going to be horror, because just like Jamma, it's not my favourite genre at all, really. Uh, Well, I was hoping, thinking of watching it, that it's more sci-fi, that it's going to be more like a, should we say... It would be like if if Shyamalama Ding Dong made yeah, it does a look good a little bit film, like science. That's what this would mm. look like, as in because he understands if he learned how to write characters with voices and how to write words and conversations and stuff. Have so that's the people. vibe I was getting. I was getting like a good sci-fi crazy mystery thing, um, as if Shyamalan knew what he was doing when he was making one of those kind of things. So I was looking at that, looking at that, and enjoying every second of it. And I'm with you guys when that. When that character was pulled out up into the skies, like, holy fuck, now, now we're getting into real good-looking um, SFX uh, sci-fi um, scary shit. We haven't seen that before kind of thing, which is kind of rare nowadays. So I, I'm, I'm excited by it. I hope it's not a horror, I guess is my point. It felt like full horror sci-fi. to me. I don't know. And I, I definitely, I get that vibe. Uh, definitely Kyle, who hates greys, and he thinks there are greys in it. I watched his reaction video. <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck. So he's definitely you know, someone who's like, nope, I'm not, <laughs> not going there. No, but, but the thing is, the thing is, I think like Danny, it's like I, if I saw that trailer, I wouldn't think horror. I would think maybe thriller, sci-fi. And a part of me yeah. is like, well, it's a Jordan Peele movie. It's gonna have the horror, so I have to like brace myself for the horror that I'm not really a huge fan of. And I wish I didn't have to go into it thinking, oh God, it's a horror. I got to prepare myself. I guess, I guess it, does he think it kind of depends on how you define horror? Because there's so many parts to that yeah, genre. Right? Do, you guys do, do you remember Fire in the Sky, the alien yep. abduction movie many years ago? Yep. Do you remember that one? J- J- Jones, do you remember that one? I do. I did not see that one. It, I, I remember, remember it, and I remember really enjoying it because it was genuinely fucking scary about the thought of being kidnapped and then eventually, not until three quarters of the way through the film, do you actually see what's kind of happening to them in the spaceship and stuff? allegedly and to me that was quite horrific it was sci-fi it was alien abduction but the whole theme of it was quite horrible it's quite horrific it was quite scary unsettling nervy whereas you could class horror as the whole slasher stabbing blood and guts well, and shit and that's the kind of stuff i don't like so well, really, i don't like i just don't like jump scares horror. i don't like jump scares just don't give get rid of the jump scares and but I'll even be like fine. i was gonna say thriller versus horror I mean, they go kind of hand. I would say Jurassic Park is a thriller and a horror movie. And same with Jaws. And Jurassic Park is full of jump scares. Like, we did it, Mr. Arnold. And then the Velociraptor just goes, ah! like, <laughs> sticks his head through right. the pipe. So he somehow got behind. Yeah, I don't like jump scares, yeah. though. Okay. Um, yeah. What do you think, Jonesy? I think, I don't, it's weird. I think Us is more of a horror movie mm-hmm. than... Um, get There's out. The reason yeah, why absolutely. I've avoided it, it is because it looks really scary. And I, I don't think. It, I don't yeah, I don't it. think. Um, I don't think of Get Out as a horror movie. I think of it more as like it, it's. But it has that commentary. fucking bullshit moment where the guy is running in the back and this has that music going done and he's running really fast. But that's not like, horror, oh. right? That's just that's like some jump scare. Chase. That has yeah, a jump scare. That's that was a jump scare. Horror. That's not a horror movie to me. That's that just like a moment that you get scared at. To don't bother. Um, I mean, sorry to bother you. Where it's like there's a supernatural. <laughs> if, uh, to don't bother you. Um, I looking at some of the stuff in this trailer. I I like the cast. I like uh, Keith mm-hmm. Palmer and David Kalia and Stephen Yoon. One of the things I think is interesting. There's obviously going to be some social commentary in here because you have uh, black protagonists, and I think the aliens 
looking at some of the stuff that Stephen Yoon is selling, what, who I think is Stephen Yoon selling things, um, you have like these white-faced aliens. So I think that that social commentary is going to be very interesting. Um, I tell Kyle, they're not grays, they're whites. I mean, so <laughs> I say that because I'm looking at the, um, there's a, there's a, a screen grabber, there's a moment in the trailer where they show um, what looks like that, uh, oh God, rodeo area that they're yeah. in. And they have things for sale, like t-shirts and buttons. And one of the things they have for sale are aliens, like dolls. Like an area and so one of them situation. Yes. Like and Paul. This is not gray. This is just like white. Apparently white I missed dolls. all the details because I only watched this once. Is that the first the first poll you think aliens? You think Paul? Like that I think No, no, no. The idea the world, of like that's there's to. towns Paul. in Nevada close to Area 51 that literally do like yeah, you can buy your alien merch here and we have like an alien themed cafe people, and most people don't go to Paul. I, that's the only time no, but I can that's think a, of it in a movie where yeah, that's a thing they that stop happens there. in that movie. Yeah. Oh, in the movie. Okay. In the movie yeah, they the stop alien there. Paul. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. I thought you were saying like the Grays, you know, like Paul. I was just He's like, Ivan <laughs> a Gray. He's a green or something. No. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I think it'll be very interesting because if somebody else is saying like the Grays, like, no, no, I think these aliens are very clearly styled to be white. So I like that when you called them the what whites. And the, I'm like, the message is going to be that. Is the message going to be them? I don't know stealing people and selling them to slavery or something intergalactic slavery like what do you think the, intergalactic. the political message is going to be i could not intergalactic even hazard a slavery. guess i couldn't even hazard a guess so i'm not even gonna yeah. try it I'm could no be idea. colonizers but maybe maybe using that term <laughs> anyway i dug it the anyway. name itself sells the movie i that's why i only watched the trailer once i didn't even notice the white aliens oh or, yeah and that's actually an acronym i think um, uh, not for, of planet earth yes so deeper meaning theorizing. all around yeah so like my original idea for it was oh nice background where it's like uh it just reminds me you know like the character is like nope and he's like nope when he gets out of there like the camera guy and scream too like people are dying and he's like your last cameraman dies like nope i'm out of here <laughs> is that the universal logo behind you guys all right when you think of the universal logo Oh, so he's, clearly I, I see where your mind is. For me, I go to dun, 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 the James For people Warner that can't like see what 90s. we're doing, we're changing our backgrounds on Zoom. I love the 90s universal one like before Jurassic dun, Park and America. Yeah, I should have never changed it. Anyway, speaking of which, adjacent, adjacent to the Earth is the moon. What did you guys think of the Moon Knight trailer? So we've got a Super Bowl trailer that um, shows the new trailer. I'm sorry, God, the new Disney Plus series, Moon Knight. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling for a moment. What'd you guys think? Look good. Uh, I it's weird. I have very little commentary about it. Like it looks fun. It looks interesting. I yeah. know woefully little about Moon Knight. What I do know, it's very interesting to see people consistently compare him to Batman. Every time I read or see something about him, I think more of the shadow. Uh, yeah. Than I do Batman, which is interesting because the shadow inspired Batman. So I, it it just goes to show like the the historical depths to which people go when they go to reference things. It's like a pond, right? It's so surprisingly limited. But Oscar Isaac starring as Moon Knight. What'd you guys think, Nick? I th I, I liked it better in the first trailer, just because like 
especially after hearing Ethan Hawke's comments about his character being part like uh, Carl Jung, I believe it was. Yeah. Like as far as a uh, psychiatrist and part cult leader. And then what Danny and I kind of guessed on our episode when we were talking about the original, what the original quote is that uh, you can very much see that I was like, maybe he'll like be a psychiatrist, like another movie we won't mention where a psychiatrist was leading a main character down the wrong route but uh yeah i like their interaction i really like the cape scene where he like comes down with the kind of the cape unfurled and unfurls it's like the shape. moon yeah yeah it's more shaped like the moon it's not like just you know it, it could be a batman any moment but it's a very specific shape to the cape well it's like, <laughs> just like batman has a very specific cape thing <laughs> yeah that very specific cape thing that that's what that's what most people would no, but the people Batman. make the comparison between Batman and Moon Knight because one of his identities is super rich. That's because right. I, they also say like Daredevil's the Batman of the Marvel Universe, but he's poor and a I lawyer think, by day. One, I know, in this trailer, weird. he doesn't seem rich, but uh, one of his identities is like as rich as Batman or Bruce. But I think that's why the comparison is mainly there. Because there are plenty of wearing a cape, fighting people at night characters on both sides, so. Those are my thoughts. I really enjoyed it. Okay, Danny. Yeah, I'm. Um, I, I'm neither more more excited or less excited. I think it did exactly the same things the first trailer did to me. It made me want to watch it. I, I, I was very indifferent about it, to be honest with you, in the sense of I still really like it. This still looks good. Move on. I did. They didn't show us anything really new. Uh, they gave us a bit more of Moon Knight himself in his, should we say, traditional superhero garb rather than one of his many personalities, but. Just to your point there, Nick, about the um, one of his um, personalities being rich and stuff, I can't see that in this limited series, how many episodes have they dropped? How six. many is going to be? Always Ten? six. Six, six? Yeah. I don't yeah. see how they're going to be able to spend so much time in each of the individual personalities. That's got to be, this has got to be more of a origin story, six episodes, right? So comparing him, trying to find the links between how he's like Batman and stuff at this early stage is... It seems redundant to me. I don't know why people are doing that at all. But like Jonesy, I'm not overly familiar with the character other than the personalities, yeah, how he became Moon Knight and stuff. But the comic book run, couldn't tell you much about it. But yeah, so, I'm, I'm still excited yeah. as I was when I first saw the first show. Nothing's changed. Yeah. I think I, I, Oscar Isaac is the thing that makes me want to see this more than anything yeah. else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The fact like that he's that first trailer on, a lot. Yeah. Chaining himself to the bed and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's horror. That is very yeah. horror. Um, but I, mean, I also like, I like Moon Knight looks good. I'm with Danny completely. Like this one didn't do anything different from the other one. I'm still excited for it. There was nothing super uh, memorable about it. Though I will say, I feel like six hours is plenty of time to really delve into things you want. I mean, just imagine like we're, how much we were able to delve into normally with movies. And now we have like more than twice the amount of time so i think there is time he's got so many personalities that's what i wondered that that's what three, i was thinking I think. you think they might yeah i think it's one just or three two to dive into okay i mean oh, we got three. split speaking of m night Shyamalan, we got split and we got you know more than a handful of personalities delved into a bit <sighs> two hours obviously it's yeah. a very different story but you know was patricia anyway, rich i actually i actually thought there was more than three so that that would be my no. mistake no, i thought there was more than that but three jammy right there how is. do you not know plus, about moon knight everyone knows have, about moon knight it's the first series it's not about two characters or it's like we have to give time for kate bishop and time for clint barton 
this is like we got all the time to just give moon knight his personalities and that's basically the the two to three characters that we're following fair enough and ethan hawk looking at it but i like and it ethan hawk his wig though seriously bad it looks creepy <laughs> as shit. that's all i care about it looks bad you know like it reminds me of like the horrific memories of, of i think i said this before woody harrelson in the hunger games movies it's on that level of bad wig or it's, on, it's on the level of, that far back. of or carnage true i don't have to go that bad at carnage or it was the first iron man was three uh the wig that uh, uh that what's his face where's the guy pierce yeah when he's trying and to be a loser teeth, the buck teeth that he wears yeah through. and then the, like the wig where he looks like the biggest loser or the wig from uh oh i think I, I think i mentioned the suicide squad the wig that what's his name wears at the beginning uh the white hair michael rooker rooker he wears <laughs> oh yeah getting that wig is bad let's talk about bad wigs um there's one Man more that stick, I really the reshoots name. you can tell when it's a reshoot or not because of uh sue storm's hair apparently. tom, tom yeah. hanks and in those those robert langdon movies also yeah. go bad you could grow that out it's not that long <clears throat> it looks bad he also though. doesn't need it yeah yeah <laughs> no Jones anyway, further thoughts the trailer looks good oh no no further thoughts moving on yeah all right let's talk about something truly strange um i think that this one could have taken up the majority of it but we'll, we'll try and try and do something real special here so we got a trailer for dr strange if you saw no way home you got a little bit of this but they completely blew the fucking roof off with the super bowl trailer um, showing us things like the Illuminati centuries that presumably are inspired by Stark. Uh, we have some better idea of who the villains might be in this. Um, and it Ultrons. turns out that... Maybe. We also see some Ultrons escorting him, right? Some, like, I said centuries. That said Stark centuries. Oh, okay. The reason I didn't say Ultrons is because my presumption is that they haven't been taken over by Ultron and they're still controlled yeah. by some Stark variant. Superior that's Iron Man Bruce. or whatever it's rumored to be. Um, and so it turns out that a lot of the concept art that was leaked uh, is correct. We got a version of Professor X fighting Scarlet Witch. So it seems like we will probably get to see that. Uh, other things that were revealed in this trailer, but also another spot that came out was a better look at Defender Strange who battles... Of mystic things across the multiverse, um, which seems a little bit broader than what our Doctor Strange does. Um, there's a lot to unpack in this trailer, so I'm really curious what you guys thought of this. We'll start with, well, Jammer's food in his mouth. Dan. I have food in my mouth. I'm wide open. That's, <laughs> That's what she said. Well, go, go, let's, let's start with me anyway, because I think I've got the least amount to say on this one. I, after watching it just the once, I'm as confused as fuck. What? What are you confused about? Let's, so let's much see stuff I can... don't understand in that. So many things I don't didn't pick up what, on. What are your, I, what are your so questions? What are your questions? I, well, you'd have to play me the trailer in front and would stop it every six seconds and go, who's that? Why is that? Where's that? Who's she? Right. Where are they now? Boom. Where are they? Boom. Who are they? Open up is that on his a dark... voice? Why is she talking to him? Why are they together? I'm confused. So we fuck. fade that in. That looks like a samurai. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Okay, there you go. And a voiceover <laughs> talking about a nightmare. He sees a he sees the Sanctum Sanctorum. He shoots up in bed. Can't breathe. And he looks over at his bed and says that the nightmare begins again. He sees the watch that Christine gives him. Marvel logo. That's with tentacles moving across it. With tentacles. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was looking. He was looking nice and cut when he when he woke up in bed. Yeah, 
his nightmare began, but my dream started in that moment. Someone pointed the out nightmare that was happening hands. to get up and go to the gym again. <laughs> Someone doesn't think that's the real Doctor Strange because his hands are normal. He doesn't have like the scars. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Um, that what I love about what we've gotten in these trailers recently is there misdirects, there are things that happen, you know, and with variants of multiverse, like it could be any number of those things. Yeah, you're right, Nick. Um, and also I actually kind of wondered stuff. whether or not the Mordo that we're getting in this, um, it would be interesting to me if the Mordo that we always saw was always from the multiverse and we just didn't know it. Because it looks like he's in the Illuminati just based right. on some people looking at uh, outlines of people. One of them has yeah. a sword and the same haircut as that variant Mordo or whatever. So let, let's go through it then. Uh, so Wait, it hold, looks you like, guys are all saying a lot of things, presuming they're all correct. Variant Mordo. Please right. enlighten I'm me going this to, in the trailer. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through it. So we've got a version of Mordo talking to Doctor Strange. Why don't you just um, say Mordo? Why are you, why are you assuming a version? Why not just Mordo? I'm going to say If he's Illuminati Mordo, then he knows more about How do you know? Let me... Sh- How do you know? Just face. Here's what happened. You got, I feel like so, there's a lot of assumptions being made is what I'm saying. And you understand, I, you're assuming I know what you're talking about, which listen, I don't. Here's the thing. I speak halfway like Yoda in that I, <laughs> I, I talk in, I talk in passive voice rather than active voice. It's very annoying. Um, so I, I think that it's a version of Mordo. Part of it is I don't know that it is. And my, I'm saying that based on just what we've seen with variants and all of that other stuff. And in addition to the fact that we are getting a multiverse level Illuminati, what appears to be the MCU version of the Illuminati. And he seems to be familiar with Strange. Now, that could be any version of Strange, but he talks to him with a level of familiarity. And it made me wonder, was the Mordo that we saw in the original movie, the first Doctor Strange, of that Earth? It made me wonder that. Um, and it would be fun if they just kind of played with us like that. Um, to Nick's point about the chairs, he looks like he's walking behind the chairs and is about to take one of those seats. Yeah. So they're, all of those things together make me think it's possible that he is one, one of the Illuminati, and two, wouldn't it be fun if the version of Mordo that we saw um, was always that same version? who always knew about the multiverse because the Illuminati kind of protect the multiverse in a less sham way than Kang, where it's just a which would make organization. the phrase, you know, the bill always comes to do have broader consequences. Yep. Does that make sense? It, I just, I think I was just annoyed because you were talking as if you see, you're calling him variant Mordo and Illuminati yeah. Mordo as if like that was a sure I'm, thing. I'm going to get there. Listen, speculation, I'm going to get there. Yeah, I'm going to. I know there. that, but you you were speaking to it as if it wasn't speculation, rather voice. that it was specufact. My bad, Professor. Goddamn, I'm going to get there. <laughs> I'm going to. I, I will. I was going to tell you why, but that that essentially is the explanation of why I think that okay. that it's possible. Um, we also got to see uh, America Chavez, Chavez. So that's going to be really interesting. And, oh, I'm sorry. Talking about the things that from the concept arc that we got to see. So Patrick Stewart's back. Um, and I Is that do confirmed? Not... Yes. I know it sounds yes. like him. And, but, no, it's, but like, it's, it's 100%. Say? definitely him. It's him. Did they actually say that? No. No, but he's also like, okay, the part of the Illuminati. So I actually don't think that's still speculation. Patrick Stewart, we know still that's... speculation. It's probably true. 
but it's listen, still speculation. Listen, I know what people sound like. Okay, you know what? Look like idiots. You guys I'll tell you what. vision all over I, again. What? <laughs> I did uh, immediately slack uh, uh, Danny, who I knew was asleep, and I'm like, dude, Mephesto is in the trailer. <laughs> so you're, you're right. Could be wrong. I don't having, think it is, but having a lot of watched, questions. yeah, I was going to say having watched Patrick Stewart for the majority of my life on the next generation and whatever have you show that I've seen him in and movie. Yeah. Like I know what his voice sounds like. That's him. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I agree. Be, it sounds like him, but we don't know for sure. Plus, he's been rumored forever. There is a possibility that I could be wrong. Yeah. Now, um, the other thing I was going to say is I don't think it's the version that we got in the Fox X-Men movies. And yeah. the reason for that is one Patrick Stewart seemed pretty adamant that he would not be returning because he thought that the ending of his version of that character was so good which one Logan. <laughs> okay. in, in all fairness in all fairness I think he played multiple versions of that character in the X-Men universe <laughs> even in the Seriously, X-Men universe those yes. are all variants too. <laughs> um, but what I think is that my assumption is that they were able to get him back and the reason I say this is looking at the concept art he is in the wheelchair from the cartoons. And so either he is that same version from the 90s cartoon or just another version that uses that. We never saw the Fox X-Men um, Professor X in that chair. So I'm fairly certain that it is just a different version than the one we saw in the Fox movies. So, so I was saying, like the Illuminati version would be one that's been off knowing yeah. about the multiverse forever. What so. do you think of? Uh, I don't think that's a Captain Marvel variant that's glowing. I think it's Superior oh, Iron Man, um, but it doesn't look like Tom Cruise. I almost almost looks like Kang, like that it could does. be Iron Lad. Someone it zoomed does. the picture up a lot, and I'm like, that looks like doesn't look like a white Tom Cruise. <laughs> I mean, it was hard to see the color of the face, but I'm like, yeah, like there were Kang. a lot of people out there zooming and enhancing on this image. So until I see more, I don't know. Enhance. Um, I do think that it would be fun if it was just Tom Cruise, uh, who was long rumored to be playing. Uh, well, actually, not long rumored. He wanted to be Tony Stark for the longest time, just didn't work out for multiple reasons. Um, I'm really curious. So, to wrap up part of the discussion on the Illuminati, in the original version of the Illuminati, in the 616 universe, we had Mr. Fantastic, Iron Man, Professor X, Doctor Strange, Black Bolt, Black Panther, and Namor. Of those people, it would be really interesting to me if they brought back uh, Mr. Fantastic from the Fox cartoon. Well, I mean, the uh, rumor. Eon, Eon yeah. But there's so many rumors. The rumor is this will be, the, the, John Kerensky will be this version, and then we might get an entirely different actor for uh, I don't want. I don't want John Krasinski. Yeah, me neither. I hate that guy. I want it, it's not that I hate him. I want it, I want it to be the guy from the Fox. Um, I take that. Fox Fantastic Four. Just not Fan Force, not Miles me. Teller, but. Uh, no, 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 no. no, no. Chris Evans friend. Um, yeah, like I said, I think it's Yon Grufid, um, the one from the King Arthur movie. That's it. Also, sorry, what were you gonna say? I, said, no, I was just it. agreeing, you're right. Yon you're, you're Grufid was uh was uh the fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> um and it looks like there is a version of the Black Panther on this Illuminati. So I'm very curious about that, given what Marvel has said about all of this. Um, and it is rumored that a Black Bolt from the TV show that isn't canon, the same actor might be in it. Same actor. Yeah. 
That's really? a rumor, but there are lots of rumors. <laughs> same guy that's playing Christopher Pike right now. Oh, that's the same dude. <laughs> he, he was so good as Pike and he looks so terrible as Black. That um, is his face. I'm fairly certain it's the same. Anston actor. Mount or something? Yeah, Anson. Anson Mount, who works for Paramount. Is that I how just, we're remembering names now? I just saw it because uh, there's, there was the Paramount ad where he was playing Pike, you know, where Dora the Explorer is like leading them on the mount. And other things that happened in this trailer, um, we've got, looks like the zombies from What If. And so I'm curious whether or not you guys, who is the I villain don't of like this? That. You don't I don't like, like that? that. I don't like them bringing What If into my live action movies. Because well, so not only- poster. Nick's what? about to say it. Go ahead. There's also the poster where you see Captain yeah. Britain's. Like, there's a lot of speculation about the poster. Someone's like, that looks like Deadpool or Spider Man. And it's like, enhance, enhance. I'm just but, saying, uh, I don't like but it. One of them I has. Are like you being serious? Too. Are you trolling or are you being serious? No, I just don't like that I have to now go and finish What If because I didn't like what You don't I have to do it. anything. You don't have to finish it. I got bored. I got bored after I, I watched the Doctor Strange. I was like, that you was don't. Good. Nobody's telling you. Nobody's got a gun to your head. It looks like that strange is in this also. Yes. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Yep. They, I forgot. I think they call him like the Sorcerer Supreme. I don't know. He had a Supreme Strange, something like yeah, that. Supreme Strange, yeah. Supreme Supreme. Strange um, Supreme. It would be interesting to see if Defender Strange is he does he become a zombie? Um, I'm really curious who the villains of this are going to be because my assumption is that the variant of Wanda that we see Sans costume later in the trailer gets locked up and i think that that's the conversation that costume marvel uh wanda is having with dr strange about you know you do the same like we did the same thing and i got locked up for it and i think that's what she's talking about like the illuminati locked her up and then there's also like when she's using a lot of powers in the trailer if you look it's the illuminati base yeah yep you guys are so. just you guys are inferring so much from this trailer. I'm just like, I'm lost. I'm not telling you what is. I'm just saying, like, wouldn't it be interesting if? What if? Uh, and then there's, if? Obviously, guys, there's obviously trickery guys, if it's a Marvel trailer. They're are pulling specific things. And I'm like, how do you remember? How, I, huh? I just don't see it. You've been working on me. That's part of your problem. You need to stop <sighs> paying so problem. much attention to work. That's fair. I thought it looked great though. I mean, there's a thousand things to get out of it, and it very, very Raimi. One of the things people pointed out is they're like, there's a, just pictures from all of his movies, and it's all about zooming into the eye, like we get at yeah. one point, and it's like, thank you, Raimi. Scarlet Witch. And then it's a big yeah. deal about like from Sam Raimi. You know, they don't always do that with the Marvel movies. What's was, funny is that you say that, like, there are aspects of it like that, but this seems like the least Sam Raimi movie oh, yeah. that I've ever seen. Like yeah. there are aspects of his movie. From the trailer, I guess, sorry, from the trailer, I didn't get much Sam Raimi at all. I've, one thing that sticks in my mind is there was a zoom in shot of, of Scarlet right. Witch. I thought, oh, that, that's the kind of shot that we're kind of familiar with him. But it did seem like the less of a Sam Raimi trailer and just a, a whole lot of stuff and images thrown at us that people that know a lot more than me, like you guys, are talking about. But I didn't feel Sam Raimi until yeah. that one shot of Scarlet Witch. I would yeah. say the tone uh, is more Raimi, just doing horror. Which I'm kind of happy about, if I'm honest. I'd, I'd rather not have all that gimmickry just to tell the story. I think there's enough of a chaotic story going on by the looks of it already without having 
weird and wonderful <laughs> shots going on all the time and cameras floating up people's asses and ears and shit. <laughs> and can Raimi balance this many characters, especially after Spider-Man I was just Spider-Man about to say, <laughs> if they could fucking pull this off, like, I will... It's like Spider. I mean, it's the, the I mean, not into the Spider, but the No Way Home, no way home where, where I was worried a lot. Like, can they really balance all these characters or is it going to be a mess? Or even in game, right? Good. Like any yeah. of that stuff. Like, I, those are the Russo brothers, though. So I have complete faith. <laughs> but they're not just, writing it. Yeah. No, but they've Neither paired up with the same though. writers every time. He's in a big studio. He's got a, got a big team around him. He's got the Marvel machine around him. He's going to guide him, help him, reel him back in, help him yeah. a lot. He's got the writers. He's got Feige, etc. I think it's a different, different, definitely a different time compared to when Spider-Man Three was being made, etc. There's, there's it's, a, it's a completely different world for him to be. And he's grown oh, as right. a director. He's, he's made some shit. He's made some good stuff. He, you know, I think I think we'll be all right. I don't think it's a a, a, a mistake by any way yeah, I, I think i think we're past the point where we're gonna have a movie that's just like embarrassingly bad from marvel yeah. I, I don't think it's gonna happen no more eternals movies coming out eternals wasn't bad <laughs> it's not embarrassingly <laughs> bad it's fine it's serviceable anything else on dr strange i'm good well we won't have to uh wait long film comes out in may so Camera oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think it's actually the first first or second week of May. So it's probably that. May 6th. That's the tradition. Yeah. May 6th. Yeah. As is tradition since 2002, I think every year but one, we've had a superhero movie either last week of April or first week of May. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at that point, we'll be able to tell Jammer to either fuck off or like, God damn it, you were right. But I'll respect you. I'm sure you're, I'm sure a lot of what you said is right. Man, I'm just saying the you way just, you're talking you about just it sound super down. You're assuming. <laughs> Here's the well, thing. Like I'm about defending a goddamn thesis. You guys were talking about it as if it was true. And I wanted to make sure, like, wait, did I well, miss something? Mr. Was Jones, something have you thought about this? Did, like, goddamn. Did Patrick Stewart come out and actually say, yes, I am in it? Because y'all are talking about it as if he did. That's like saying if I'm watching something and I hear and I see an actor, you're like, well, is there a news article saying that they're in it? Like, no, but I know his voice. Yeah. It's like, I'm really good at car okay. commercials and being like, hey, John Cena is doing a car commercial, which there is a John Cena car commercial on all the time right now. I'm really good at getting okay. actors' voices. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, you know, I, I, like, I, like, I like facts more than I like speculation. And I like speculation to be brought in with the thing saying, hey, this is speculation, but that sounds an awful like Patrick Stewart, as opposed to saying, yeah, so when Patrick Stewart came into the trailer, and we're definitely going to be having this, it's like, well, hold on a second, let's back up. He didn't say definitely make sure we're, any of it. Well, definitely I'm, Illuminati. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating for comedic effect, okay? It's, it's called <laughs> insert name of method of debate here that I don't remember. It's a way to make him look silly. And me look smart. Yeah, they make you look really smart. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. I'm in a combative mood this week. Uh, and so here's Apparently. the thing. I don't, I don't disagree Pugilist. that there's a possibility that I'm wrong. I yeah. just, I don't. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, because I remember when we didn't speculate at all about No Way Home. It's not like speculation is part of the Marvel trailer But again, <laughs> speculation's fine. But let me know it's speculation. Don't say it as if it's fact, but then confuse me into thinking I... I missed something. You did miss something. I will say Xavier is fact. 
based on the leaked uh not just the voice definitely but then the leaked concept art which seems matches okay. up with the trailer pretty close and it came out before the trailer okay yeah unless I'm, we've got our first really entirely curious. fake trailer wouldn't that be fucked um, up none if of it turned out to be movie. vin diesel like that was vin diesel's bald head and he somehow imitated <laughs> no you know what would be fun is if it was um um oh god what's his name who's the younger version McAvoy. Uh, Rex. yeah if they were just like hey we're, we're gonna play voice. his voice yeah we're just gonna like that's how they're gonna fuck with us that'd be awesome uh, i would love that that would actually be pretty awesome i'd rather you look like fucking idiots McAvoy. <laughs> <laughs> i would love to be wrong if it was that level of fucked up <laughs> anything else about the multiverse of madness before we move on to something else well it, was, it looks good it wasn't it deadpool i'll say this it wasn't deadpool in that picture no no, it's myth- if it, it was if it, anything at all, it was a Spider-Man, but it was not Deadpool. And People that's pure speculation, Jammer, because it could be Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be nothing at all. That image is so enhanced, so so blurry. You're like, at first I didn't even see it. And I was like, oh, I guess that's kind about? of a face. It's on the it's poster. The poster has really a lot of... shit one, Jammer. Oh, of it's a poster. Oh, it's, it's awful. And like you can see some stuff, like I said, clearly, like Captain Carter's shield. But the Deadpool one, it seems like almost a reach of it's Deadpool or Spider-Man or anything even in that shard of glass. Could be Mephisto. Yeah, could be. The big yeah. M. They can't um, include Mephisto now in anything. They can't. <laughs> That's Marvel fucking with us. He's never gonna be in anything yeah. ever. <laughs> or you'd be better if like in a trailer they actually revealed it like doomsday style at the end of BBS, where they have I'm Mephisto, and then that's not, he's not in the movie, movie at all. He's not in the movie. We got one of those head fakes in uh, Uncharted, like a scene that was in the trailer that did not appear in the movie. There were a few of those. Yeah. Um, although, the last thing I'll say about the uh, Multiverse of Madness, it is very cool that they're getting Professor X to interact with Wanda Maximoff. So we're like inching closer and closer to House of in M theory. type stuff. In yeah. In theory. No, no, any version, like, oh, you're saying it's not Professor X at all. Like, you don't. I'm you don't saying, so, once again, it's not, no, no, I think it, I think it is. But again, it's not fact yet. It's not fact yet. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I'm spinning our wheels. We're spinning our uh, tank tracks. Danny, am I crazy? Am I crazy, Danny? You, no, you're it's not that you're right. crazy. It's, it's the freight, like, you're just like, you're very combative. You're like, no. No, this is how we will talk. This is kind of weak. Go to the asterisk. Where is the asterisk? <laughs> well, I, I'm just thinking about it from the mindset of also the this listener. Is the Mr. Hyde like, version what the fuck are you guys talking so about? Got like, Dr. Jammer about? and Mr. Hyde. You start speculating, Mr. Hyde Jammer comes out with that Dr. Jammer back. <laughs> Dr. Jammer, Mr. Hyde. I love it. Star Trek is back. Star Trek is back. Fuck yeah! <laughs> so we've got reports coming out now that. <laughs> Hold on, are these confirmed? Yes. It's a I'm variety kidding. article, I believe. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm it kidding. Wasn't yeah, yeah, he's dead. Like, that damn you. <laughs> What's crazy to me is this movie is coming out in 2023. So, anyway, we've got a film directed by Mark. Matt, I'm sorry, Matt, Matt. Shackman who WandaVision. has not ha- sorry go ahead no, well, he's done, he hasn't done he's you done one ahead. theatrical film you go to, 
Okay. And he's done like WandaVision, It's Always Sunny, Succession, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what, what's, his, what's his feature film that he's done? I don't remember. Cut Bank, starring Liam Hemsworth and Billy Bob Thornton. We have it in my notes. and seen it. It's a 2015 indie film um, starring those two individuals. That's his one feature film. But, you know, like Nick has said, he is television famous, basically. <laughs> A um, couple other ones is Far. Or, I'm sorry, are Fargo, Psych, Mad Men, House, Psych. Happy Endings, uh, Game of Thrones. Like he's if if there is a A list property that you like on television, he might have done an episode of it. So like- that is the one thing that gives me um, some hope in this because one of the things that Jammer posted was a question about what happened to. Quentin Tarantino's version of Star Trek. And a lesser part of that question is what happened to Noah Hawley's, right? So there was a period of time where that was a big part of the discussion. Which was um, right. So a couple of things that they talked about, um, it sounds like some studio executives went around and determined that there was still some interest in a Christopher... Christopher Pine, Zachary Quinto led Star Trek film. So they did some market research and people still wanted to see it. Um, But it just sounds like it just is died on the vine, an accurate way to put this. Um, It sounded like the studio wanted to inject some excitement into the franchise and Quentin Tarantino was the way that they were going to do it. Uh, The executive that was there at the time, um, and I can't remember her name, she just left. And so it seemed like they put the franchise on pause. They could figure out what they were going to do with it. And so the Quentin Tarantino idea was something that percolated up uh, while the franchise was on pause and Mm -hmm. it just kind of went nowhere. Um, He'd even partnered with the Revenant writer to bring this story to fruition. And it sounded like it was going to be based on the original series the original series episode piece of the action episode which... 17 season one <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> let him um, talk let give him more context <laughs> which is based on an original series episode where a society was visited 100 years prior by starfleet and so the uh society on this particular planet emulated the 1930s chicago gangster style type stuff so uh, Quentin Tarantino, big fan of the original series, big fan of William Shatner, was going to try and bring some version of this to the big screen. Uh, sounded very interesting. I, I, I think I was of two minds about it, much like um, Roddenberry's son, who seemed to be very reticent about the idea as well. So given all of that setup, uh, Jammer, you posted the story. What do you think about all of this? So I think it did come on the heels of, you know, the 2016 Star Trek Beyond. And as you mentioned, it's, it wasn't the strongest way to exit the franchise. You know, as much as people really like Star Trek Beyond, it still couldn't crack, you know, that, that sort of next level of success that Star Wars has been afforded. And I think it was probably especially underwhelming that it was generally considered to be a good film. Like a lot of people love it. Personally, I actually think it's my least favorite of the three, but I'm a fucking weird Star Trek fan in that I like it when my Star Trek is Star Wars. So that's just me. 
Um, that's my opinion. But I can imagine them at that point really trying to find a way, as Jonesy said, to shake things up um, and to really explore other options. And what has it been, three years since the first twin Tarantino story came out? They're about yeah, two, three years. Uh, more than, I think it's like 2017, maybe. Yeah. So that, that came at a time when they were really kind of desperate and figuring it out, what do we do with this franchise? But in that time, as Nick points out every fucking week, there are a million other amazing Star Trek projects out there that are doing really well that fans are loving. And I almost feel like now it's like they don't have to rely on, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, a big publicity stunt Star Trek film in order to re-engage interest in the franchise. So maybe that's sort of like the way things, why things sort of petered out, why they kind of went away, and then why we're kind of getting back to the Kelvin timeline with a new Star Trek movie oh. with with all these familiar faces. So. And that's kind of how I see it. I've got a lot of speculation, but I, I could see it's just <laughs> crazy how long it's gone, you know, without a Star Trek movie. It's like, what, eight years? No, six years. Calm down. Six years <laughs> since the last one. And um, I never thought we'd get another it's one. Long, but here yeah. We are. yeah. Well, I wish they were still, I still liked the premise when they were going to make Star Trek <clears throat> four with, uh, and it fell apart because of the premise, because because Chris Hemsworth yeah they wanted to bring back Chris Hemsworth from before we ever saw him in Thor he was the opening sequence of Star Trek as Kirk's father so um, we don't know that that's not happening right well it might be it sounds like this is a brand new take on it but definitely good. god you're distracting with those backgrounds um Starfleet headquarters San Francisco oh, true. Get shit together but um god I lost my train of thought because you changed the fucking background <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about uh, it might still be that but this it was also interesting to me that i forgot this is one of the movies that was announced years ago that matt shakeman was going to do one and now the review like but then it was complete mystery it's like would it be a discovery movie would it be an original movie with different cast or even like i mean not like not a redoing of the original cast but just like a whole new team we've never seen because yeah at the time it was the question of do people want to see these exact actors come back considering doesn't make as much money as even a Mission Impossible, as far as Paramount is concerned. <laughs> but no, here's here's also Mission comes Impossible. Back to Mission Impossible. Here's how Mission Impossible really comes into it. <laughs> Stop it! Should, here's how Mission Impossible really comes into it. Um, this movie's coming out before Mission Impossible Eight is already shooting. It's like why they push the Mission Impossible so far back that you have a movie you haven't even started production on that you're going to release before a movie that's already shooting. Do they have more faith in Trek? Do they have less faith in Trek? As far I as I think like... they have more. I think they have more. Like I think if I were, well, fuck, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. If I were a studio head, I think I would have more faith in it that you can rely on what has been happening on TV to really bolster your yeah. numbers. So you can, you can even lean in harder to what are considered to be the strengths of Star Trek over something like Star Wars, and then make it more in line with the franchise with these characters like who other people like. Yeah, like Beyond. Because I, re I really like that one because it let them split off and you get character moments with like Spock and Bones, which is my favorite pairing, mm -hmm. especially this version of Bones. I love me. I love DeForest Kelly, but Carl Urban's like my boy. So, okay. Danny is a relatively new, um, actually, I guess both you and Nick, I probably consider yourselves newer Star Trek fans, right? 2009 for me. And I watched the original series right after the movies. Yeah. the movie 
How do you feel yeah, about I, this I'm in that. I'm in that camp of another film with these actors playing these characters. I'd be more than happy with. I I, I found something to enjoy in all the previous, um, most recent Star Trek movies. I had Kelvin. I enjoyed them. I'd be happy to see another one. But as we've been chatting on the the on on our Slack channel and stuff recently, I've really been enjoying the new TV shows. So I'm quite quite happy, quite content to have Star Trek being as good as it is at the moment on the streaming services on TV. I'm not. I don't think not necessarily desperate to have another movie on the big screen. I'm really happy with the TV at the moment. So this news was, oh, okay, that's great. When it comes out, someone tell me and I'll go and watch it. But I'm not super excited about it. The second season of Picard, et cetera, and watching the new season of Discovery, which I haven't watched yet, I'm excited about that more than I am about another film coming out, possibly, maybe, using whatever storyline, whatever. So, yeah, I'm happy with the TV at the moment. I'm impressed with Star Trek TV. Well, we won't have to tell yeah. you when it's coming out because I'm sure we'll be bombarded with ads ads on Paramount Plus as soon as. <laughs> um, I think you're right, Danny, and that's something I hadn't even really thought of um, at the time when Star Trek 2009 came out. Like, there was a dearth, right? There was hardly any Star Trek around, um, and now we are in what is essentially a Star Trek Renaissance. You yeah, we'll like cartoons, Trek. you've got Prodigy, you've got um, Strange New Worlds coming out, you've got the Section 31 show coming out, you got Discovery, Lower you've Decks. got um, Lower Decks. Like, Picard. it's just, yeah, I yeah. get Picard. You got Picard. <laughs> um, so I, it, I'm pretty satisfied. And to Jammer's point, while 3 Beyond did not end... It wasn't a perfect ending for that franchise. It felt like it could have been. Um, yeah, it, I did not, it did not end on like a cliffhanger or anything like that. Like I very much felt like Anton Yelchin could have just gone over to um, the Excelsior. I felt like, um, uh, what was her name? I can't think of her name. Jayla. Jayla. I felt like she Sophia could have become Patella? the new engineer. Yes. She could have been the new engineer on the ship um, and they go on having adventures and doing whatever. And in my mind, that was canon and that was fine. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do next. I'm kind of hoping that they wrap it up with this fourth film. Um, do it like Mission we'll Impossible see. 8 where it is meant to be the ending? Well, they've, so they've been these characters since 2009. I know. And while we've only gotten three, now four films in production, um, I feel like that's enough. I'm okay. And then just let it happen on television for the rest of Especially the time. Especially since we know it's not going to be a giant blockbuster unless things have really changed. Because I think part of the popularity at home is that it's at home. I think Star Trek. Here's here's my better as TV. Here's my conspiracy brain at work. I think the reception of the the sequel trilogy for Star Trek, or I'm sorry, Star Wars, makes Paramount think that they have an opening. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, we've got a space franchise, and that might be the reason why they've hit the go button on it." So, Nick, to your point about like how the fuck are they getting this movie out so quickly, or like how are they pushing this movie out well, before the I, next Star Wars movie? <laughs> I think that's part of it. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, and they've got so Danny Jammer. They've got the stuff on television uh, that people seem to be enjoying. They're like, "We are now." back in the zeitgeist we are now back in people's minds which at the time 2009 and into darkness and beyond they weren't really but now they are and so i think they feel like they can use 
being in the minds of average consumers um, as a place to fill that hole that non-television Star Wars has kind of left. So movie version of Star Wars is kind of, they fumbled the bag. That's my conspiracy brain at work. I like it. Yeah, I can see that. Anything else on Star Trek? Anything, anything? Engage. All right. right. Or punch it. Punch it. Let's fly. Uncharted. So Uncharted is the newest video game movie to try and take a stab at. Is it a good video game movie? Uh, We've already talked about the metrics at the top of the show. And again, the stars Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland and is directed by Ruben Fleischer. Danny, since you're on a tight timeline, give us your yeah. thoughts. We already kind of talked about him last week, but double bonus. Yeah, I, I watched it. Um, we, I was lucky enough, um, one of those rare times when I actually got the movie a week before you guys. So I watched it last week. And I remember, I remember distinctly overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun popcorn flick, um, very much uh, Indiana Jones mixed with National Treasure, that kind of fun afternoon um, at the movies kind of feeling. My only slight worry was in the beginning when I thought, well, are we just having another young Peter Parker bumbling young fool kind of thing? And But that quickly changed. Um, Nathan Drake wasn't that after the first five or 10 minutes, it then went into what I hoped it would be, which is just a fun action adventure with archeological stuff thrown in, some history thrown in, jumping from location to location for an action scene. Um, The characters, the actors seem to get on well with each other. They seem to interact with each other. There's some nice chemistry with all of them. There were some nice fun plots and twists and, and, and humor comedic moments. So overall, I actually really enjoyed it for what it was. Don't get me wrong, I'm not desperate to watch it again and I'm not like, can't wait for Uncharted 2 to come out, but I actually thought it was a lot of fun. I left the cinema thinking, yeah, that was an enjoyable way to spend a couple of hours. I'm, I'm happy I saw that. That was a good escape. So yeah, so overall, I enjoyed it. I remember the director of Spider-Man saying that when he came back, Tom Holland, yeah. he had to have a conversation like, hey, look, dude, you got to take some of that swagger out of your step. You, know, you got to get that Nathan Drake out of you. Did you feel that that was true? Did you since that because you, you said you expressed some worry at the beginning yeah i think it i don't obviously i don't know the order that they shot the scenes of the movie and stuff but i certainly felt there was times when nathan drake's nathan drake changed through the film at certain points he was much more mature grown up i i could believe him being this person more but at the beginning of the movie i felt he was more the first uh, what was the first spider-man called with tom holland um homecoming, homecoming. I felt he was a little bit like that. And I'm like, I can't buy you as this big action hero when you're looking like a goofy little kid stumbling through life. And, uh, and, but that soon changed. That's what I was happy about. So I think whatever conversation happened, it, it worked. But there were certain moments in the film where it did feel like he was being a bit more Peter Parker than Nathan okay. Drake. Um, Two, but overall, it didn't take me out of the film very much. Just a couple okay. of scenes. A couple of moments. Two more questions for you uh, before you fuck off. Did you have a PlayStation 3? And what letter grade would you give this? So did you have a PlayStation 3? Did you play this game franchise? PlayStation? No, I was always Xbox or Nintendo. Never had a PlayStation. Look at you, little fan. And letter grade? uh, Oh, I'm going to have to go C+. Okay. Not quite a B, but definitely a C+. Where did it let you down? Um, I think overall it was... 
honestly, quick answer to that question. It, there was a lot of stuff I haven't or I've already seen before. That, mm -hmm. that was kind of it. And I know, yeah, we haven't seen two ships, spoiler alert, two fucking old pirate ships swinging in the air under a helicopter. But we have seen Fast and Furious and there's lots more nonsense than that. <laughs> so we've seen, seen a lot of that stuff. But that's not necessarily a rigged letdown. It just felt like, okay, action set piece, but it was done well. So okay. that was kind of what it is. I've seen some of that stuff before. Okay. Anything else yeah. you'd like to say before you leave? Uh, only that even though I'd seen some of that stuff before, I did enjoy the interaction between the characters. I think that elevated it up again. So yes, I'd seen that action before, but these guys worked well together, had fun together, and that made me enjoy it. So great chemistry that's why I think between... it was less of an impact for me. I thought well, yeah, like and Holland had great chemistry. Groovy. So. Yeah. Well, thank you, sir. I don't want to... Uh lay your exit. Yeah, apologies. I will see you down the road. I have to go now and apparently try well, to earn some money. So uh, I'll see you soon. I don't, I don't know. Guys. Is that speculation? Is, are you <laughs> see me? Well, I will. I could answer that, but I'd have to kill you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Should we jump? Gone. I assume Jammer doesn't want the movie spoiled. I don't, I don't care. care. Oh, you don't yeah. care? <laughs> we can stand no, uncharted I, I, then. <laughs> yeah, Let's so, jump into spoilers with our thoughts. I agree. Um, okay, I spoilers, I people. Janie, nah, Janie, Janie, I Janie. Janie. <laughs> I think Danny set us up good to jump in the spoilers. Um, Nick, what did you think of this film? Give me, give me, give me all your thoughts. Spoilers. Here's, okay, so I agree with what he said. You know, it's National Treasure. It's uh, uh, Indiana Jones. I also felt a little bit of Pirates of the Caribbean in there, not just because of the it. ships, <laughs> not because um, they said it. Did they say that? I know they also he, reference Indiana Jones directly. He, he called him my, Jack Sparrow. Oh, and one of my favorite lines is uh, nuns. Why did it have to be nuns? Because sometimes yeah. they hit it. Or even like when the water's filling up, it felt just like the, I was expecting him to say the Harrison Ford line, like, we are going to die. Right. <laughs> but I also think there's obviously some James Bond in there, just like it was originally, this grew out of him pitching young James Bond. Yeah. And so I want a like, martini. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The martini moment. And there's, so there's definitely, I think it's a combination of all those, um, for better or for worse. Sometimes it did feel a little slow or like, you know, whenever someone's like, it's like Indiana Jones, I'm like, the, the quality is nowhere near there, nor did I expect <laughs> it to be. And I've never been a National Treasure fan. And I think it has some of the negative, negative elements from even like Da Vinci Code, which I also compared it to. Like, I thought more of it was going to be on the island unless it was going to be going through, like, catacombs of Spain or Barcelona. Yeah. There were a lot of good Barcelona. twists in it, though. Like, um, everyone was betraying everyone at, like, every point to, to a point where it felt like Indiana Jones 5, but... Or pirates. Or pirates. But it's just like, yeah, every, like, can, I, can you trust Soli? Can you trust this girl? Is Antonio Banderas just had his throat slit? Like, I thought he was the main villain, you know, stuff like that. I mean, he was for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and even like the, God, the Scottish accent thing was so funny. It was funny. Um, it was just, it, I think the humor works really well in it. And the, I, like I said earlier, I think Mark Wahlberg and Holland have fantastic chemistry. <laughs> uh, so Nick, you asked, you bringing up James Bond reminded me of something. And I forgot to ask Danny before he popped off, but I, he's still on Slack. So I was able to ask him. Can Tom Holland be Bond? Danny said no. So yeah. our no. resident Brit was like, fuck now. Yeah. So that's not happening. Um, 
You bring up something else interesting talking about some of these scenes. A lot of the scenes that you're referencing were in the trailer um, and they still played well, but it makes me hate movie trailers even more. Uh, I'm just kind of tired of this trend of consistently getting uh, some of the best moments spoiled. Like the pirate or even the end of the fucking movie, right? I don't know. I remember we, you asked that question. You're like, do you think that's the end of the movie? It was worse. It was one of the post-credit sequences. Yeah. And it's just like, I I get it, um, but I don't want that. So for me, hold on. <coughs> Excuse me, not COVID. So while I enjoyed it, um, I think where the movie lost me a little bit was at the end. And it wasn't necessarily what Danny said about having seen it before. I didn't think it was particularly well done. So up until the point where they're on the ships, they seem to have done a decent job um, not doing a lot of quick cuts and things of that nature. But when they got on that ship, it was like quick cut after quick cut after. And it, it just, it took me out of the action so much that it was hard for me to enjoy. Um, I just, I didn't think the, action in that part was done well and so up until that point all of the things that you referenced like i enjoyed the banter i enjoyed their chemistry um and it was fun seeing like little easter eggs like they got the original voice of nathan drake in there yeah um, that was a very obvious cameo yeah almost too obvious where it's like kept pointing the camera just kept talking like yeah and I only knew that I wouldn't have recognized him, but I heard that he was going to have a cameo in it. So I'm like, oh, yeah. that must be the voice actor. Um, like I a just, Django cameo from the other Django. It's just so in your face, like cameo. I, so the odd thing about that is I would have, I almost preferred the Django cameo. Oh, I do. More. This, it just felt too forced. I like that he was in there. Danny said he's the perfect age to play James Bond. <laughs> referring to himself. Yes. <laughs> it's like, Andrew um, Elba's too old, Tom Holland's too young, I'm the perfect age. <laughs> he's the perfect porridge. <laughs> oh, fuck no, Jammer. Jammer is pausing that Aaron Taylor Johnson should be James Bond. You Joking mean the forgettable me. soldier? The forgettable yep. soldier from everything That's that the we best see? part is you could, save, you could save money on your budget because you have him play every other role and you won't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I, I liked it up until that, that point. Um, and I think that I'd probably be about a B or B minus overall on this movie. I do you, I would watch another one. I'm yeah. not like itching for another one, but if they were like, hey, the sequel's coming out, I'd be like, yeah, I'll definitely watch that. And the ending works more as a joke than it does as a the yeah. post-credit sequence than it does as an actual setup for a sequel where like Back to the Future's like, like uh, all right. I was about to say, yeah, like a Back to the Future thing. Or even Super Mario, where it's like, oh, they're going to a sequel. Right. This is almost like a new mini adventure starts. And they run out the door and we don't even see who's pointing guns at them. But right. they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's a set. Do you remember the trailer, Jammer? It's the scene with the mustache. That's the post credits. He's like, what is that on your face? And he's like, don't worry, puberty's right around the corner. You can grow your own. Yeah. That was in the trailers? Yeah. Yes. And that's the post credit scene. <clears throat> yeah. I don't remember that at all from the trailers. Because it's, I'll say what I said about Death on the Nile. It's all an origin movie for the mustache. <laughs> First scene of Death on the Nile. Um, mustache I, origin story. I think the thing that really does sustain me throughout the course of this movie is the the interaction are the interactions between Holland and uh, Wahlberg. I think they're really fun together. Like there are some 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 lines that they say together. Like. Um, 
there's a part where they're trying to hide from the bad guys and Tom Holland gets down in a small space and Wahlberg is like, what is it with you in small spaces? Like come down here for a quick cuddle. Um, <laughs> no, I think he said something more like you can either get your head blown off or you can come down here for a quick cuddle. And so like lines like that, it kind of take you out of the Spider-Man stuff. Mm-hmm. But also like, I just thought that that was very funny. Speaking of which, did you notice the Spider-Man Easter egg in this that they also put in the trailer? I don't remember it. So the scene where he's on the airplane and he gets on to the. Uh, oh, that was the, intentional. I thought it was just because he was too much. He was too much like Peter Parker. Like when he's jumping across the things that he kind of hits a Spider-Man landing on one of them. So he hits the Spider-Man landing, but then the car that hits him is a spider. Oh, so that is a Mercedes Benz. It's Benz. It's a 1957. Uh, Never would know that. Roadster. But well, so roadsters, um, those kinds of convertibles are often referred to as spiders, spelled S P Y D E R. So funny. that's the joke. That's the joke. You strike the pose, then you get hit by a spider. I was afraid with that opening sequence. Everybody laugh. Yeah. <laughs> joke over that that's the joke that's the joke sony we get it (laughs) no but i enjoyed it overall it was i probably i wouldn't have seen it if not for the podcast probably ever because that's one of those movies it's like i'll catch it when it comes out on streaming and i see it on streaming i'm like eh what's your letter grade i'll agree with you well it's either b minus or c plus it's really hard for me because i'm gonna say c plus because again i probably (laughs) would never watch it again but i would watch a sequel but i don't i don't have high hopes for its box office i just don't know if the really this is there okay interesting we'll see i'm very curious about that they did for alamo draft house the pre-show they did a they had a youtube video of a guy finding all the weirdest like breaking moments in the game like glitches mm-hmm. and it was just fun they're like in this one he stretches out like mr fantastic or like if you do this exact jump in this place like you can launch yourself out of the world <laughs> it's just like, yeah that was um, fun to watch there's one more thing that I think is interesting about the transition from being a video game to a movie. There was a lot of conversation that people were having around the video game about it was difficult to believe that this person was who he was, given that between the cutscenes, he was basically a murder bot. Like he killed so many people, like his body count was so high that to have him be like this jokey kind of like, ah, like it just they thought it was incongruent. So it was interesting in this, that that wasn't even a factor. Like he, I don't remember how many, if anybody, he, he may have kicked someone off the side. And the first guy he kills in the opening sequence, he, this is very much a Tom. I mean, a Peter Parker line. He's like, sorry. He he apologizes to the first guy. He kind of has to kill, but doesn't directly kill to survive. Yeah. So I think that that was an interesting, like, they went all the way to the left on it. They just completely side, almost completely sidestepped that quote unquote I think that issue improves the character all. then the way you described it. I will say yeah. what, of all the, um, I mean, the movie is obviously full of unbelievable shit. Like, you know, if you think about stuff logically, which you shouldn't with these types of movies, but still no. I was like, those ships would have broken in half before they even lifted them up. Like that wood is old and rotted. You can't just lift up a ship without it collapsing. Um, English Oak, strong. I will ask, uh, you played the games then, right? Mm -hmm. I know the cargo scene is from one of the games, right? Yeah. Is any of the plot otherwise from the games? I did not play them all. Or anything? 
I didn't play them all. Okay. I probably played. Like, I know that the part with him driving the boat um, is out of four. Um, but other than that, I it's really weird. I have very little recollection of these games. I've only played two out of four of them. And like, like I said, mostly what I remember is like killing people. Lots and lots. The Sony logo is very interesting because it's like the DC logo where it shows you a bunch of Sony characters. And you're like, yeah. how many of these guys are you going to turn into movies? Well, you know, that's 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 probably the idea, right? Do you yeah, like no, I this? Mean, when they showed so many, I was like, oh, are these all actually planned? Or are you just, because like the DC one, they show so many people who they'll probably never get yeah. to. Then again, Hawkman's one of the ones I always spot. And we had footage of Hawkman. Well, I, they actually put that in front of my movie. It was they had the Batman trailer, then they had the YouTube video as a trailer where it's like in 2022, the world needs heroes. They've already made um, Ratchet and Clank into a movie. Yeah. So they've got two. Terrible movie. It's fine. I didn't no, see it. it no interest. It was terrible. Give me Sly it's Cooper in live action. That'd be awesome. Okay. Give me Klonoa. What the fuck is that? Really? PlayStation. No, I'm game. kidding. No, I just remember uh, there was I, there was recently a Nintendo Direct, and on that Direct, they had a Klonoa remake from the last generation or the generation before. Yeah, I hadn't thought about Klonoa since PlayStation, and it seemed like a good time to bring it up. That's it. Other <laughs> no insights. All right, so those are our reviews of, or that is our review of Uncharted: Seed of Chaparral. Um, it's fine. It's a yeah. good time. Turn your brain off. It's fine. You guys want to talk Peacemaker? Fuck yeah. Let's talk some Peacemaker. I'm ready. I'm ready to discuss what might be one of the best shows that I've seen in the past year, I would say, maybe. And there have been some good shows as well Um, in that time period. Of course, we have Squid Game. Mm -hmm. We have Arcane. We have all of the Marvel shows. We have uh, Book of Boba Fett. We have just lots of lots of fun shows that have happened. Cowboy Bebop. There's many of which <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. And uh, many of it. which are based. I mean, I liked most of it. And then I got bored in the tail end of it because I was just like, all right, I'm bored. Um, anyways, Peacemaker has been a welcome surprise. I did not know what to expect from this one. Of course, it's James Gunn, but at the same time, you, you still you never know. You never know. Uh, he wasn't a character that really got me super juiced and like excited being like, Oh my God, I can't wait to see well, fucking like the peacemaker movie. on TV. Yeah. In the movie. And he the was Suicide just, Squad. he's funny, but you're like, yeah, there's he's not fine. much to him. He's yeah. And I remember thinking to myself in that moment in the suicide squad, when he got shot through the neck and died. And I was thinking, we fucking fell for it. James Gunn has been trolling us. I thought he's it was a prequel series before that. We're not getting a peacemaker show. Um, and obviously we were actually getting a Peacemaker show, but I was between that and between, I was just like, the character was fine. Um, I just wasn't super stoked for it from episode one. Uh, it had proven it's just amazing character work, you know, funny dialogue. Sure. It's funny. It's amusing and all that, but above all else, he's really great at doing character arcs, taking, um, unlovable people and making them likable, even if they're not lovable and getting us to care for the different aspects of him and of them. And it works for Peacemaker, who's just an awful person, murderer, um, pretty much every is you can give, except except for you know, except for racist. He's not surprisingly enough, not very racist, which is not you know interesting. 
not intentionally racist considering his upbringing, uh, son of a white supremacist. And I've been wondering this whole time, I'm like, all right, how is he going to land the show? How is he going to land the show? Is it going to do well? And I think he stuck it pretty darn well. I think um, the, the climax is a lot of fun. We get further deepening of the characters. We get we get a little bit extra, an unexpectedly tear-jerking moment from Economos with his beard situation of why he calls him <laughs> guy beard. It just makes it, that's the thing I like about James Gunn. He takes these little things and it's just like, oh, that's funny. But then he makes it really kind of sad. And he does it consistently throughout this show. And that was just like one moment. Um, and I think I have two overall complaints about this show in the mm. entirety. Number one was the second to last episode, or I think it was second to last episode, where they stupidly got out of the car and where he was like running really far to like take all the helmets out so his dad couldn't track them when they could have just knocked it out and they could have kept driving. That could have been five seconds, but instead they all got out of the car and then he decided to pick up the bag and like carry it over to toward the racists. And then it was just stupid. It felt Popcorn. something I mean, like for the awkward. Plots. It felt super easy, barely an inconvenience. Like, it felt like awkward TV it's, walking it's where stupid. it makes yeah. no sense. No, I know. It's that was, like they joke in all those videos. It's, it, why does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. The script know. says it has to happen. <laughs> and he's like, but why would he do that? Listen, I'm going to need you to get all the way off my back about this. Yeah. That's pretty much <laughs> what this was. Uh, yeah, I just, that was stupid. My second complaint was that it's not really a complaint. This is just something I wanted to see. In the opening, as we all know, the opening credits are really amazing. You know, that has the fun little dancing thing. There was an incredibly missed opportunity. About 30 seconds into the opening where they, I don't know the song very well, but the part where they all kind of raise their hands and kind of bring it around like a, I don't know, like a yoga thing. What they should have done is at that point, cut, had like the song playing on low in the background, instrumental without the lyrics, and then had the recap embedded into it. And then at the end of the recap, boom, cut right into the rest of the opening sequence. What if you just that like would the opening clean. credits? Like That's, I skip the recap, but I don't press, press skip again when the opening credits. You're shit I mean, out of luck, dude. You're shit out of luck. Well, no, uh, it works I just out better that, the way it is. <laughs> I mean, for you, but not for me. I don't even understand his complaint. He wants it's not really a complaint. Throw previously on in the middle of the opening credits. In the middle of the song. Yeah, exactly. Stupid as fuck. That's, I think it's, it would have been a great way to sort of make it all one cohesive and fun experience and then boom straight into the rest of the opening not really a complaint just a missed opportunity i think they nailed it i think he nailed it i'm excited for season two uh i like all these characters a lot and i wonder what they're gonna do next uh let's start with jonesy what did you think of this show as a whole and the finale uh, i really like the show overall and i it's funny i brought up cowboy bebop because at the end i was like i wish that he had done cowboy bebop uh, because i think that he mm. would done oh, better Jack with Han? those characters in that way. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um just thinking about the banter between these characters and the arcs that they were able to accomplish in a relatively not short amount of time, but it's amazing to me to think of network television where you have, you know, 20 some odd episodes and it's still not this good. Maybe it's because they're watering it down to spread it out that far. And in this, it just all felt so impactful. Um, it's because in, in that old television stuff, like you don't have arcs baked into each episode. It's just like spinning wheels, you know, whereas each yeah. episode in this is it, it contributes to both the character arcs and the arc of the story. And that's what adds to the impact. Yeah. Really, there aren't any plots either. 
right? Yeah. Not as many, I, at least. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. And to your point about this is not a show that I asked for, but it it is far and away better than I ever could have imagined that oh. it would have been. And it's all down to character work. Like there is action in this, but the thing that will make this show stick with me are the things that they did with the characters, not just not just one or two, like all of them, right? Just having Amanda Waller's daughter on this show and just like is completely insane and seeing what that was like and what that did to her. Um, like you said, what they did with Economos in that moment. Like, did you ever laugh at him talking to, you know, making fun of him, calling him die beer? Well, now you're an asshole, right? Like it makes he's you- He's never had a girlfriend question. and he thought maybe it would help him, but he's so yeah. lazy, he won't even color his roots. <laughs> it It's- <laughs> Not it lazy, is... but overworked and underpaid. underpaid. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> L'Oreal is better. I <laughs> it's because you're worth it, Economos. Yeah. It's kind of amazing um, how good it is. And and Harcourt, same thing. Like, yeah. right? Like you you have a, a very you have an archetype. You have a character just like this very hard female character with no feelings and no emotions. And then very slowly but surely over the course of this like it was hard to shake the idea that when she took a picture of all of them it wasn't in service of some greater like fuck you at the end like she was going to screw them over but no it's really because she does care about these people and wants to remember this moment and then you get that moment at the end end with economos where he puts that picture on his desk mm. um I, it just it, it just is all so good and so going to the and they even accomplished that midway as well when they created that little group chat between them yeah yeah that's what i knew at first when she took the picture i'm like is this going to be like to send this picture to everyone on my team but the minute she started the text chain i was like okay i don't know like to me it's all still evidence and so that's where my brain still was Um, that's fair and what i liked about the ending of this was um even Goff coming back at the very end. It is fun to me that the the final resolution of this didn't have to be you die and I die or somebody die. Like Goff came back and basically had a beer with uh, Peacemaker. And I, I, to me, that is just so, it goes back to, even though I don't like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. It goes back to the first Guardians where they have the dance off. Right. It's just like such mm. a weird and ridiculous ending. But in this, nobody died. Or, you know, some people died. A lot of people died. <laughs> a lot of people died. <laughs> and a lot of but, people will that, die that, because they don't that have that poor cow died. That poor yeah, cow the died. Final resolution to the like the ultimate character's plot line wasn't that one of them had to die. And I, I think that that's just crazy good writing. It's a lot of fun. I like the way that they ended yeah. it. Yeah. It made me unsure of as well. It's like, so it's kind of sad. It's bittersweet because Goff essentially gave up. They're like, well, you ruined my plans, but I don't have any reason to kill you at this point. I may as well just live life and have a drink with you. But for how long, right? So I got the impression that that was the last of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe, but also there was a lot that they milked from that son of a bitch. And there could have been a lot (laughs) left over for that guy. Well, you know, if that's so... And I guess, yes, that's possibly true. I guess the way my brain took it was either he came back because they are, he or she came back because they are friends and just wanted to hang out or that literally is the last of it. Yeah. 
I agree it's either with, way like it was a bittersweet ending overall i agree with everything you guys have said except for jammers idea for the previously on which is just i still think I don't know, it just that, seems nope, like it, nope. it's not like i like it. i like, I like it. it's kind of a complaint because you want it but it also sounds like the worst no, fucking no, idea not, in the world <laughs> it's not a complaint it's not a complaint but it's also an amazing idea um i also really love that they've kind of set it up even for season two that his dad is literally haunting him in like yeah. a dexter type way where he sees his dad uh, only much more dark and sinister version of that and Harcourt even saw him kind of flipping out and using the attacking a tree with the blow darts because he literally saw his dad and was like not able to process it but yeah because his dad's there on uh, sitting with goth and uh eagerly and yeah. him too at the end it's like oh shit he's gonna carry that weight oh. with him into the next season that's the other thing i'm really glad that eagerly didn't turn out to be a butterfly was that a theory you had oh was that a well, theory they said well i don't know that it was a theory they set it up that the butterflies could take over animals right where it took over the gorilla eagerly seemed oh yeah pretty smart um and so i was hoping that that would not be the case and, like and it just dropped, wasn't like eagerly like just the helmet mm-hmm. on purpose in the woods with that one of yeah. the only things that pointed yes. to it i think it was just dumb <laughs> i mean um, like not a dumb moment it wasn't eagerly just dumb <laughs> eagerly no, yeah, not a dumb moment it was hilarious I... you know and it just could have been a mr misdirect so i liked that not only is eagerly not a butterfly but it, it is just it is just an animal that genuinely loves peacemaker so yeah yeah that's why she came I, back I, on the team she's like i saw an eagle hug a man i saw it as a sign <laughs> and she's like you didn't see it as a sign to get the hell out of here um so what i do the other thing that i think is interesting about this is that james gunn after this next guardians uh said he's going to be focusing on tv for a while uh seems like he's he's out of the movie which isn't he doing the he's doing uh, a movie. toxic avengers movie avenger toxic but, avenger yeah there aren't a bunch of them it's just yeah. one guy because that was the He's first trauma it, right? movie i think but no here's a his next project was announced and i shared the article maybe not his next he's doing a wily e. coyote film starring john cena or wily e. coyote is suing acme for all the injuries he sustained over the years and at first i had no interest except for, i like john cena now but it could be a bumblebee type situation but james gunn's writing and directing so i'm like oh this could actually be great yeah i don't know because like, he always keeps talking about dc but maybe he said warner brothers a few times but i'm sure warner brothers is trying to lock him down like a nolan just like sony seems to be locking down tom holland as much as they can so that project um is he directing it producing it what's his involvement uh, it said he's writing and direct i may just be producing it because so there's a story that came out 12 hours ago um, and it's from Variety. And he says, yeah, I think I pretty much have decided that after I'm done with Guardians, I'm going to be doing television for at least a year. So well, I mean, that the, doesn't, the doesn't necessarily include. Off. Yeah. So my mind's made up on that. Not all the shows that we're dealing with are things that I'm going to be writing and directing. Mm. So some of them may take different amounts of time. Peacemaker is going to be me writing, me directing, and spending all my time on set. But other shows that may not be writing and directing or not directing, writing at all. He goes on to say like things like, you know, doing Peacemaker was a highlight of his career. So 
Um, he, it was interesting in the news article that announced season two, it said he'd be writing and directing every episode because in this season they had different directors sometimes. Right. Not that it mattered. I mean, that's the way most shows work. And actually, I was going to bring that up earlier with Shankman, Matt Shankman. Uh, Shackman. Shackman. Are you sure? Yeah. I, there, I think there's an N in it. Okay. But anyway, uh, he basically did direct the movie because he did all six, I mean, all nine episodes of WandaVision. Like, it's Shackman, S H A K. Shackman. Sorry. Shankman. I got to screw up at least one name in an episode. <laughs> so. Uh, well, you already screwed up John Krasinski's name earlier, so it's okay. You're already on. You're you're already. And if your, I didn't dislike part. him, I could never pronounce that last name. <laughs> it's like I still can't Wait. say the Matrix people. Wachowskis. Wachowskis. We don't Wachowski. say the name anymore. Anyway. So many weird. It's very simple. <laughs> no, it isn't. Anyway, um, love the season. It's my. I mean, I probably need some cool down time, but. Uh, I would say it's my favorite superhero TV show, perhaps, out of all is of them. Is it better than Squid Game? Yes. Okay. Awesome. It is. It's one of the best shows I've seen in a while. Um, I would say it's better than Squid Game just because it sticks the landing better. It does. Yeah. It sticks the landing way better for sure. And uh, also about it, uh, obviously, the cameos at the end were very unexpected. Oh, yeah. I rewatched the scene today because someone you know, posted the entire... It was just, <laughs> Or you know, he's like, because earlier he calls Waller. He's like, get the fucking Justice League over here, and they do show up minus Cyborg and Batman. And obviously, it's not Henry Cavill or Gal Gadot, but they do have Ezra Miller and uh, um, Jason, Momoa. Jason Momoa. And then there's the line. Where he's like, doesn't Peacemaker say something about like go fuck a fish or something? Yeah. And then he's like, I don't yeah. fucking do that. And then uh, that's like, that so, rumor. Yeah, I hate that I hate rumor. That rumor. Yeah. And then he's to which that, he says, says fuck twice. Uh, I think he said fucking hate that rumor. And Ezra Miller's like, uh, it's not a rumor. I thought you did, or you do, or something. And he's like, fuck you, Barry. <laughs> yeah, just so great. so great. Like a big. I don't understand Warner Brothers' hate towards Henry Cavill. Like I'm very confused about this. Well, I'm it's, sure well, honestly, he would have been more expensive. expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the money. You got Henry Cavill dollars. I just Affleck mean generally. More expensive and Gal Gadot probably the busiest. She's doing all kinds of movies. And I, maybe even he wasn't busy. Maybe he was too busy. But yeah, it also felt like we're not committing to a Superman still. And we have a new Batman in his own. A new story came out today that uh, uh, he wants to do a, a universe, uh, Matt Reeves, based around his Batman, not just Batman films and the HBO TV Well, yeah, because we have the Gotham TV show, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Penguin, but he wants the whole universe of movies too. Yeah, whatever. Make a good movie first. Yeah. How about that? I'm sure he will. It looks, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's great. I, I love Matt Reeves. I, I hear what you're saying. I guess my, I thought that yeah, Superman was going to be great. My concern is straight in there. It's just the idea of like, I need you to, to like make one good thing first before you start trying to make a whole universe. A universe within a universe within a universe. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Jeremy, no, you're leading this thing. What are you doing? Oh, sorry. I was waiting for you because I forgot that I was leading it. Because I was not, actually, I thought it was weird when you took over. <laughs> was that the plan before, or did you just? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the plan. Oh. I just forgot partway through. So, uh, <laughs> is this movie better, or is this show, show better than the Suicide Squad? Absolutely. No. Oh no. shit! I would say Why absolutely. Not? Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. No, Idris Elba. Oh yeah, that that does hurt. I think I didn't expect it just as much as I didn't expect the show. 
and my expectations of the movie were lower based on mm. what had come before. And so not liking the earlier version of Suicide Squad, seeing what James Gunn did with those characters in that universe, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. And mm -hmm. this, this was still really, really good. Um, I just think that my expectations were in the toilet for the Suicide Squad. So for I would say the opposite something... for me. Sorry, like mm -hmm. my expectations for Suicide Squad were super high because I was like, it's James Gunn. I trust him. He keeps saying the studio lets him do whatever he wants. This is like an R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy where you can kill people and show violence. And he's best with R ratings. And then Peacemaker, again, like we said, we were kind of skeptical because it's like the character is hilarious. But how much depth will there be to a show about a guy who wears his underwear while he's killing people? We should have known. We should have known. We're fucking, <laughs> I should have known. I should have known that he would have been able to make it work. Um, but one thing I think I like that this show also does, speaking of the Suicide Squad, is it really, uh, it changes the canon or the status quo and has Amanda Waller's daughter basically out Amanda Waller's whole Task Force X thing. So it's it makes me wonder like what Black is, and Winter right, so what's next? What's next for the Suicide Squad franchise, for the Peacemaker franchise? Like, how does that play out in this universe do you guys have any thoughts about that i think they the 11th street the kids or whatever find out about a threat and go on on their own without any kind of direction from amanda waller or an argus or whatever agency to be clear you're talking about peacemaker and his crew right yeah peacemaker and his crew yeah yeah and but what about what happens to task force x do we get another suicide squad movie if so what does that look like since essentially the government well, I guess the government knew about it already, kind of on some level, but it's, well, out it's like in public now. But yeah, yeah. But what happens next? Um, maybe we don't Jones see another Suicide thoughts. Squad movie. Make you are you done? Oh, I just said maybe we don't see another Suicide Squad movie ever. Um, so I think it is a. I I think Nick's probably right. I think it is a way to kind of end that thread. Um, <laughs> but also it so. <laughs> This is weird. I think it does two potential things. It sets up that situation where she gets to come back and say, like, yeah, you disbanded me, but now there's another threat and you fucking need me. What? He's laughing. No, I no, just... I'm, I'm laughing at he just like wrung his cat's neck, just like because <laughs> he knocked my <laughs> You look like you look like the dog from Duck Hunt holding the ducks up like, after you <laughs> freaking shoot one. People picturing this home, I did not hold my cat by his throat straight up in the air. <laughs> No, you didn't. He just held it up just in front of the camera to snuff where it looked like that was the case. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, Jonesy. Sorry, we interrupted you actually making good points, but then he distracted me with his like cat. Like your goddamn background. Yeah, I just think that there are there are two potential sequences. It's one, either we don't see anything else from the Suicide Squad and it's just done. So we'll get a throwaway line in some film about there were hearings and then Amanda Waller went to jail or whatever, but not really. Um, the other way that it happens is it gets disbanded and then they have to come back on bended Nita Amanda Waller and be like hey there's this threat and she's like fuck you and she's the only one that can do what she does which is bring together the worst yeah. people in the world to accomplish her mission so you know that sounds like movie three that sounds like the perfect direction to go for a third yeah. movie mm -hmm. and so I like I like that it could go either way um, I like that it feels just as definitive as it does not which is cool. I think that's that that is very good writing. It's it open does, it just enough. Here's why I think it we does. have to bring 
her back really even though this is something i don't want to see since the snyder cut stuff was going to do this and uh um the, the next video game is called kill the justice league but what if the justice league does get mind controlled and go bad and they're like well the whole reason we put her in charge of the first time was what if superman ripped the roof off the white house so mm-hmm. they're like we need to bring back the person whose original plan was to have a superman countermeasure <laughs> which mm-hmm. they aren't <laughs> yeah not at all <laughs> Let's say Captain Boomerang. Coconut Man versus Superman would be interesting, but he did. No, it would not be interesting. He seems super powerful. He would lose. Who would? Polkadot Man? Yeah, Polkadot Man would lose. Maybe maybe those are made of crypto, Knight. Maybe. That's the new cryptocurrency (laughs) I'm going to release. Crypto Knight. God damn it. All right. If anyone steals that, I'll fucking kill you. I'm pretty sure one of the brothers has that. (laughs) Yeah. One of the brothers has it. all right, so let's or go third letter grade for the entire series. Nick, what's your letter grade for the show? I already gave it an A plus on Twitter. I'm standing by it again. You know, I'm in the lover. I'm in the money honeymoon phase. Honeymoon, yeah, phase right now. It's like I'm I'm glowing. You can see me glowing. Okay then. What about you, Jonesy? <laughs> After that awkward analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Same A plus. I um I'm trying to think of what if anything I would have wanted more from the show, and I can't really think of anything. Literally, there was just that one scene, that one scene that fucked with me. I wish I wish they didn't get out of the car. I feel like they could have had much of the same stuff happen without that stupid thing happening. But whatever. To be fair, you know, peacemakers. It's not not the brightest tool in the shed. That's true, and neither is vigilante. (laughs) Vigilante is. Dumbest. I'm so glad they didn't kill him because part of his legacy in the comic books is dying a terrible death. And really? I was very glad they didn't kill Hardcourt when she looked like she would be. He really didn't kill anyone on the team. It's kind of the opposite of the Suicide Squad. He's like, I almost felt like he loved the characters too much to kill them. That was I would the have thing been devastated when... more than any Suicide Squad character died. So that and how fucking real? The, uh... Well, how fucking real was it when freaking Economos tripped and he freaking cut open his leg? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Or it's just like, yeah, that would happen to me. That happens. I would just trip and just be like, what the fuck just happened to my leg? Over under that we're going to get TDK in uh, season two. Over. Wait, does that mean I'm betting for it? I don't know. I don't know how gambling works. I don't do it. I think he might be even be the one who gets his own TV series there since he's talking about other Suicide Squad TV series. He loves Nathan Fillion. Why not give a character with even less knowledge of an in-depth backstory and like characters in his world and he came up with weasel who also lived when uh when just uh danny and i did one of our episodes we were discussing what the spinoffs could possibly be that would be most interesting since he's doing suicide not dceu spinoffs even though this is part of dceu but he's doing specifically the suicide squad tv series um mm-hmm. we're like it would be a very different tone in fact maybe this is the ones you get a different team on but i'd love to see bloodshot or Bloodsport combined two other characters i was like then out of the wait did king shark live yeah yeah and rat cat i want king a rat shark. catcher king shark team up show I think since they have such a close relationship the only one that died almost all of them died at the end so yeah, you got uh, rick flag died polka dot man, man. peacemaker kind of we thought he died yeah until the post no that doesn't sequence. count yeah i mean, no, you're right so that we... doesn't count but i'm just talking about to the end sequence though but as far as like you got right, harley they Quinn, killed off less you got than blood sport you got yeah, I think it was just him. It was from the main group, I guess you would say. Yeah, it's just two. 
Yeah. One it's so weird how like I never would have I, I never would have thought that Pokemon Man would have been like oh yeah he's one of in the main group. Would not have <laughs> thought that Pokemon Man would have been in the main group. That's James Gunn, man. It's only a matter of time. He already brought up Kite Man, which makes me sad. No, that's what. Why? Why does it make you sad? Because it says he was apprehended in the new story, but he also made a comment that he doesn't have a rogues gallery because he kills all of his enemies. I don't think he was apprehended. I think he was shot to death. That was my assumption. But I can't remember who said it. If it was someone on Slack, Twitter, or even my roommate. No, it wasn't my roommate. But someone was like, I want season two to be uh, Kite Man's Revenge. He like gets out of prison and is like, "You put me away, motherfucker!" Hell yeah, that'd be good. I'll, that's I'll like that's just the cold open. And he gets mowed down by Vigilante. <laughs> just shoots the holes in his kite and he. Gah! Vigilante was definitely a, a shining star in the show that was already shining. I did not expect to like him as much as I did. I thought he'd be annoying. Man. He's only yeah. like Deadpool because his voice is a little similar, and when you wear a suit like that, you have to gesture like exaggerated mm. otherwise you yeah i and think it's fascinating that they had to reshoot all of that stuff what can you explain so they oh, i'm sorry i thought you guys knew they recast um vigilante what? at some point during the course of the show like back to the future stuff uh i don't but they shot with a different actor for like a month yeah something like that and so they had to uh it was like they were like five episodes in and they had to redo it you so remember James why? Gunn had, I don't Did know. you not like him? So Derek Stoltz what, Back to the Future? Or? Stop! Ah! Um, it was something like what I remember James Gunn saying was like they knew at some point, and I don't remember what the specific reason was. Like they just knew it, it wasn't a right fit or something like that. And so after episode five, um, James Gunn had to come in and direct all of the reshoots with a new vigilante. Wow, I don't know who the other I guy was, that. but I like this guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, according to, um, he says, yeah, he Stroma, that's the actor, came in late. We already shot five and a half episodes with another actor who's an incredibly talented guy, but we were on different pages about certain things. I yeah, don't think see? he wanted to continue on the series in the long run, so we brought Freddie in five and a half episodes in, and I reshot all the scenes. And you're the first person who asked me that question, which I'm surprised by. But yeah, we reshot. I directed all the scenes of Vigilante in five and a half episodes. That's Damn. super vague. So that's why I was like, I don't remember. Like, it's just... It almost sounds like no. he didn't want to do a season two. And they had that's... some creative differences. He's like, I mean, he didn't want to like continue they... on with the series. Part of me wonders if it has to do with just the mindset of the character. Maybe he imagined the character as less sociopathic than he actually is. And that way, like the part where freaking what's his name is Wait crying. He's like, hey, you don't have to do your, your face. Now's not a good time to do your face exercises. <laughs> like, no, no. He's crying. No, like, but yeah, it no, does vigil- sound- is fucking crazy. Like he's insane. Very much it's like the Eric Stoltz and Back to the Future situation where they're like, this is not working. This is not how we pictured Marty. Even though we know we're going to replace him, we're still going to be filming for a week without telling the cast that we're going to have to reshoot everything. I'm trying to figure out episode five what was it monkey dory i don't remember what episode that was i'm curious i'm gonna have to go back and look and see like what was it about episodes what three and four leading up to five where he was like i'm out i guess tv usually does shoot in order but do these serialize and they have to have a director for each one like stranger things has different direct but you almost feel like it would be more like a movie production since you've written all of it in advance where you'd be like oh where you're going to use this location, then we're going to shoot all this location rather than doing the episodes in order. But 
TV is just a different idea. animal. No, but like TV shows on TV aren't that way because they're writing the scripts as they go along. Network TV. Yeah, network yeah. TV. Even cable TV. Like I'm talking about streaming. Like you get your Stranger Things episodes all written yeah. um, at once. By the way, I'm also... Hmm. Release no, date. I was going to say, I'm also curious. They probably didn't have to reshoot all of it, right? So just the stuff where he wasn't in the suit. That's they just true. Had Some of the Kevin performance Spacey, could yeah. be the last guy. Yeah. Someone tweeted James Gunn. It's like, is that a prescription visor? Or is he like doing a Clark Kent thing when he does when he wears the glasses? He's like, oh no, of course oh, it's a prescription visor. I never yeah. thought about that. I wondered because I was like, why is he like it's I thought he was Clark Kenting it? But even yeah. though he wears a mask, but no, uh, James Gunn was like, Of course it's a prescription visor. He has to be able to see things. <laughs> He's fair. Not okay. completely crazy. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He seemed completely crazy. It's canon. I just love totally the James Gunn said it. Something completely crazy. Any player. any final thoughts about Peacemaker? Shut it down. Love it. All right. Got the check. Go ahead and take 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 the lead here, Jonesy. Now that now that I, I bequeath the baton back to the you. Lead. Piggy has the conch. I get it back. Yeah, Piggy has the nice. conch. Nice. You have the con. We're literary here on Breaking Key Creator, the podcast. I've actually oh. read that book. <laughs> I've actually read Lord of the Flies. It's kind of funny you said it has the con. Now I'm wondering if if that's what that that's what that that's you what that should. Refer Star to. Trek was really took it from, uh, or maybe the kids or something they took it from. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I don't know which one came first. I'm assuming the book was older then. Yeah, yeah. we're off yeah. on tangents. Tangent. Wrap her up. Wrap her up. Wrap her up. All right, dear listener, if you like what you heard, do all the socials like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We definitely appreciate. It. Also, LRM has other great content. Where else on LRMonline.com? And Jammer, the Genre First Podcast Network. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Where you, where you can find oh, that, that's also a YouTube channel. Genre, genre, genre. Oh my God. Genre First Podcast Network. You're darling it. And you can follow me. Follow me. You can follow me on Twitter at Jam the Writer. And you can find all of my books on Amazon <laughs> and Audible under the name AJ Cerna. It sounded insane. Just- Follow me, follow me, follow me. (laughs) (laughs) Follow me. You're definitely peacemakering it. For some reason, that always always reminds me of uh, Tom Hanks in freaking The Lady Killers, where he's he's climbing after- I think the only person that's seen that movie. I love it. He's climbing after the the, the cat trying to get to the tree. He's like, come, come, professor. (laughs) I am Nick Dahl on Twitter and we finally recorded our episode where we synced up via Disney Plus accounts and did a commentary on X-Men Wolverine Origins. I don't know when it's going to be out. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Whatever. Um, I did say that completely (laughs) wrong. That's how bad it is. doesn't matter what the title is. Um, The full... Wolverine Origins. The podcast will um, be the full two hours of us talking and we tell you when to start it. You can watch along with us. There's lots of conversation that has nothing to do with the movie because it's boring as fuck. Um, and then online, eventually Kyle's going to cut like the best 15 minutes. It's like a little montage. So check, look, look for that. That's that's about it. Okay. And you can find me at Sir Jones on Twitter as well as Instagram. And of course, right here on Breaking Geek Career, the podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. And we will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on you.
Mission accomplished. It still blows my mind that the guy who plays Vigilante is the guy from Harry Potter 6. Yeah. I know, I did look it up later. No, I don't know much about Harry Potter 6. I saw him in his other uniform, and I'm like... Yeah. It's like Ansel Mount in those two different roles. I would never put that Anson, together. Anson. And the same thing with the, the guy who plays Dr. Henry Wu. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.